Praise the Lord from Pastor Strader at Lighthouse Church. Thanks for connecting with us through our podcast. Our prayer is that it's a blessing to you as we try to reach, equip, and mobilize Jesus' name disciples in Apache Junction, Arizona, and the surrounding region. Enjoy today's podcast and come back often. God bless you. We love you. and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You are faithful, Lord. You are good all the time. Hallelujah. There is nobody like you, Lord. You're perfect. You're perfect, God. Oh, Jesus. We bless your name. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I'd like to turn. If you'd stand with me, let's turn to Matthew chapter 8. How many feel the presence of the Lord in this house? Amen. Amen. Praise God. And it's so good to have you, Brother Cody. I I shouldn't start to name names, but amen. So good to meet you yesterday. So good to have you in service with us. Amen. God bless you. Amen. I'd like to turn to uh, Matthew chapter 8. We'll begin in verse number 5. And thank you, Lighthouse Church and and Pastor and Sister Strader for the honor it is to worship the Lord with you and see what God wants to do today. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. When Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. How many would sign up for that? (laughs) But look at the faith of this centurion, verse 8. He answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goes, and to another come, and he comes, and to my servant do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Before he ever answered the man, he turned to the crowd. He was surprised that that word marveled. It's not very often that you surprise Jesus, right? That he was surprised and said to everybody that followed, I've not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's a pretty grave uh, prophecy there. That the children of the kingdom will be cast into outer darkness. You know, first, Jesus is surprised. I think we see a range of emotions from Jesus. He's surprised. He turns to the crowd and talks about this man's great faith. But then I think that the Lord turns a little bit angry as he begins to think about, here's somebody who comes in off the street and says, Lord, your word's enough. But my own children won't believe that. That's what makes God angry. 
How somebody doesn't know anything about God just comes and says, you know what? Your word's good for me. I wonder if our attitude is, Lord, your word is good for me. Amen. And Jesus turns back to the centurion. He says, go your way. And as you have believed, so be it done unto you. And a servant was healed in the selfsame hour. If the Lord were to, were to answer your prayer request and said, as you have believed, so be it done unto you, what would change? Amen. What would change in your life? I just want to talk to you uh, for a few minutes this morning that enough is enough. Enough is enough. Amen. Anybody ever felt like you had enough before? Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the, the glory of the Lord's in this place. The devil's already bound up. We already took care of that. We already handled that in prayer. He's already, he's, he doesn't have an influence in this place. But I'll tell you what is the most difficult thing to bind up, and that's your own self-will. That's the only thing you can't cast out. You can't cast yourself out of yourself. You can surrender, though. You can choose to obey the word of God. You can choose to say, Lord, I surrender to you today. You have that choice. And so if anything's going to happen in your life today, it's going to be up to you. Amen. I, I want to be changed today. I want to be fundamentally changed by the presence and the power of Almighty God. I want to go deeper into that place he is calling and drawing. You, you know what I'm talking about, saints. You know what I'm talking about. Every, everybody in the building, you know what I'm talking about. God is calling you, and I want to go deeper. Amen. Would you lift up your hands and say, yes, Lord. I'm ready, Lord. As your word goes forth, I'm surrendered. My heart is surrendered. My mind is surrendered. I'm not negotiating, not arguing with you, Lord. I just simply say yes. I want you to have your way in my life, God. I'm not going to be afraid for perfect love casts out all fear. There's no reason to be afraid in this place. All fear is bound, all doubt, all anxiety, all depression is bound up in the name of Jesus. There is no force that can come against the church of the living God. The church of God is victorious and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Lord, have your way. Sweep across this place with your delivering power. Lord, set the captive free. Open the blinded eyes and unstop the deaf ears. Fill us with the power of your spirit. God, let your word go before us in the name of Jesus. Somebody say in Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name, you can be seated. Praise God. Enough is enough. I uh, always knew when it was about about that time where I was about to cross over from uh, uh, from my parents having enough to my parents having enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> Our, all of our children are gone into Sunday school. They know what I mean. You know what I mean. Uh, when, you know, you know where that line is. Sometimes you, you, you step over it and, uh, and enough is enough. Uh, my mom, you know, she, she always, she, it was never fun to have friends over to my house. It's never fun to have a slumber party or anything because my mom and dad would go to bed early and my mom was a light sleeper and she'd yell from her room, y'all be quiet in there. And she only had to do that once. And we knew if, if it happens again, that dad's going to get up <laughs> and enough is going to be enough. Amen. And so it was never it was never fun uh, to to have friends over to our house. Anybody ever felt like in your life you've had enough? I believe God is calling us to a place where enough is enough. Amen. And, and, and he's calling us to a place of complete surrender and dependence upon him. You know, when you've had enough of the devil, you won't play games anymore. You know, when you've had enough of sickness, you, you'll, you'll leave your house to find Jesus. 
When you've had enough and you've come to the point in your life, a breaking point in your life, you said enough is enough, God has mercifully orchestrated events for us in our lives, I believe, to bring us to a place of decision, and that decision is today for somebody. He's orchestrated events in your life to where you said, you know what, I'm tired of the way I've been living. I'm tired of the, of the things I've been doing. I'm tired of the same old, same old. I'm try, tired of being trapped in the same old lusts and the same old worldly passions and in the same old addictions and bondages. I'm tired of that. Enough is enough, and God has mercifully led you to a place of decision today where you can make up your mind that, Lord, your word is going to be enough for me. Enough is enough, God. And when it comes down to it, Lord, your word is all that you need to speak. I surrender to it today. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost so strong right now. And, and God wants to do something marvelous in somebody's life. Do you believe that? Amen. You know that we don't have to make promises to God that we can't keep. I believe I've mentioned that before, that we don't have to make promises to God that, that you and I know will break anyway, because we can't rely upon our own strength to make promises to God. But what we can do is rely upon his promise. And he said, as pastor said this morning, if we will repent of our sins, if we'll come to him in complete surrender, say, God, not my will, but your will be done. I don't have the strength, but I know that you do. All we have to do is repent. We don't have to make God promises we can't keep, but when we repent, amen, and we, when we surrender and the power of the Lord fills our lives, amen, we're not working on our own power anymore. We're not operating under our own authority anymore, but we're operating under the authority of God Almighty. How many want God Almighty to be operating in you and through you. Uh, because when God operates in you and through you, things begin to happen. Uh, things begin to change. Uh, amen. The wrong, the wrong way, the crooked path suddenly becomes straight when the Lord begins to operate. Amen. I've talked with several, uh, several missionaries over the years in, in, in our travels, in, and uh, there was a, in specifically a missionary that was in China for uh, over 20 years in Taiwan, and, and, and he told me the story about how he had all of his notes prepared, and he had 10, 15 pages of notes and came uh, on the first day of the conference, and in the first 10 minutes, he was, he was reading, you know, he's preaching from his notes, and it wasn't even 10 minutes, and the, the, the leader there, the Chinese leader, stood up, and he said, okay, okay, and uh, waved him down and just quieted him. And he went and talked to him. He said, we, we got it. Enough. <laughs> enough is enough. We, we surrender. We, we understand the word. We get it. We're going to obey. <laughs> I wonder if that would be our attitude. Or the preacher wouldn't have to, have to pump us and prime us. Or, and I'm not saying that it's anything to do with me. But I'm saying, what, what if we didn't have to be pumped and primed? But what if we just said, you know what? That's the word. I believe it. Uh, what, what if we just said, hey, all right, shut it down. You don't have to read 10, 15 pages of notes. I get it. I, that's what God said. Then I surrender to it. Yes. Right. I'm not going to argue with that. Amen. And they had a powerful demonstration of the Holy Ghost when he just closed the book because they said enough is enough. We believe God, your word is simply enough. And I wonder if, if, if maybe that, that kind of spirit to, would come over us in America where we say, Lord, we understand that. That, that, that we can't do it ourselves. We understand our money just doesn't cut it. Uh, we understand that our jobs and our 401ks just, just don't cut it. We understand, Lord, that the way we're living our luxurious lives, they just don't cut it. We're, we're still empty. We're still not content. We, we, we're still bound up. But, God, your word is enough. I've had enough. Enough is enough. With God, with God it's different. Seeing is not believing with God, but uh, seeing is the result of believing with God.
with the world and say, seeing is believing. Show me and, and prove it to me and I'll believe you, but not with God. Seeing is the result of believing. If you believe, you will see it. Sometimes our biggest hindrance, uh, our, 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 our biggest blessings in life, our two biggest blessings are our eyes, but they also are our greatest curses. And, and, and we lust after signs and wonders and what, what does God want to do today? And we, we all love the miraculous and we all want to see God work miracles, but, but sometimes we're not, we're not willing to be submitted to his word. And, 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 and you got to be submitted to his word if you want God's presence to show up. Isn't it interesting that sometimes you'll be in the presence of God and you'll walk out these doors and nothing really changed in your life. And you didn't really see what the what all the hype was about and everybody else was getting their blessings seemed like. But but you didn't really receive anything from God. Isn't it interesting that being in the in the presence of God is not enough, that, that the presence of God is only is simply only the half of God. And sometimes we're satisfied as, as good church-going people. We love the presence of God. We love the goosebumps and the tinglys, and, and we feel it sometimes, but other times we don't feel it, and we just go home, and, you know, nothing changes. And other times we do feel it, and, and we cry tears, and we, and, and, but we walk out these doors, and still it doesn't seem like there's any breakthrough in our life. We love the tingly feelings of the presence of God. But Jesus said, you got to worship me in spirit and in truth. You can't pick one. Uh, you you, you got to go for both. You got to worship me in honesty and transparency, in spirit and in truth. Amen. The presence of God is only the half of God. And God desires the other half to be present in your life. Amen. This man said, you know, I'm not a modern day Christian. When he came to Jesus, he, he said, look, I'm not a modern day Christian. I, I don't have to see you come into my house. I asked how many of us would sign up for when Jesus said, hey, your servant's sick, I'll come with you. Yeah. I believe we'd all sign up for that because we've all been wanting that. God, that's what I've been wanting. That's what I've been desiring. That's what I've been praying for, that you'd show up and that you'd do a miracle. But this man had more faith than that. He said, no, 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 you don't need to do all that. This man tuned his ears to what the word of the Lord was saying. He wasn't satisfied with just to see sights, but he was disciplined enough to say your word is enough for me. He proved it. He didn't come bragging about his credentials and saying, look, I'm a man of, uh, of authority. No, he said, I'm a man under authority. And, and he, began to he began to tell Jesus why, why it is I'm proving to you why I believe that your word is enough because I operate under authority too. Jesus, I'm like you. He recognized, he understood there was something different about this man that they, that they said was a good prophet or a good man. There was something more than just him being a good prophet. He understood that this, this man was operating under the anointing of the Spirit, that, that, that he was doing the will of God. And he wasn't just talking the talk, but he was walking the walk. He was proving it with his actions. And he said, I'm a man under authority. I recognize I understand that, that you're under authority too and you're operating in this authority. Power can only come from the authority that you've submitted your life to. I'm talking about hearing, not just hearing, but heeding the word of God. And some of you feel like you're hitting a brick wall in your life. Perhaps it's because you're doing what you're not authorized to do. You can't do it yourself. 
You need a higher power to submit to. You need the supreme authority of the word of God in your life to submit your life to. Because outside of God's authority, you'll toil and you'll spin all the day long and you'll get absolutely no results. But underneath God's authority, you can have everything that you need. If you're struggling in this place today, if you're forcing things, perhaps you're not submitting yourself to the supreme authority of God's word in your life. Perhaps God's word has not been the ultimate authority in your life. Perhaps God's word is an authority when, when it's convenient for you. Perhaps God's word is an authority when you agree with it, but not an authority, not the ultimate authority when you don't agree with it. Oh, we all get on to our little kids, you know, little Johnny. No, you, you, you're going to stay right here. You're not going to run out and play in the highway. And he'll kick and scream and fight. So what? I don't care. If you want to live, Johnny, you'll do it my way. You can't wrap your mind around the fact that you can't go run in the highway and play. But if you want to live, you'll obey me. And that's how we tra- treat little Johnny. But when it comes to God, God's saying the same thing to us. I don't understand that. I'm not going to obey that. God said, okay, well, if you want to live, you will. But if you want to die, if you want to operate under your own authority, if you want to hit a brick wall your life, if you want to keep coming up against that, uh, uh, that opposition and not breaking through, well, that's up to you. But if you want to live, if my God, if, if you want victory in your life, you'll do it the way I'm telling you to do it. I'm doing it for your sake, not for my sake. I'm doing it for your health, not for my health. Hallelujah. I wonder if we can have the attitude that, God, whatever your word says, I'm going to submit to it. I'm going to come under the authority of it. Hallelujah. Because you cannot exercise authority in your life that you don't possess. James chapter 4, verse 7 said, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. First requirement, resist the devil and he will flee. A lot of us try to resist the devil, but we've not submitted our lives to God. So the devil just walks in and he just has a a heyday with us. If you've not submitted yourself to God, you can rebuke the devil all day long and it's not going to help you. You've got to submit yourself to the ultimate authority of God's word in your life and nothing else will do because you cannot utilize authority that you've not been given. You cannot practice authority that you are not under. And even in your own sphere of influence, I'm going to talk to somebody right now. Even in your own sphere of influence, you you can attempt to to have authority. You can attempt to be a dictator. There are dictators in our world today who are forcing people through force, through violence, through war, through arguments, through fighting. They're forcing people to do what those people don't want to do. You can be a dictator all your life, sure. Sure. But everything you get doesn't come honestly. It doesn't come from willing submission and love. It comes because you're forcing it. And so uh, you, you can attempt to manipulate and connive and deceive and lie your way to get what it is ultimately that you think you want. But when you finally get that, you'll understand that's fake. That's phony. That didn't come honest. That leaves me no contentment. I'm not full of joy. Still, I connived. I cheated. I got what I wanted, but it's not really what I wanted. Oh, God. What you need to do is is understand that I can only operate under the authority that I'm under. What you need to understand is that I can only exercise under this true spiritual authority in my life, that I've submitted my life to the authority of Almighty God. Because as you well know, you cannot effectively lead anybody if you're not effectively following somebody. 
There are people that, that brag today that, that, they're, that they're a self-made man. I'm sorry, that's nothing to brag about. That's actually very pitiful if you're a self-made man. I'm sorry, uh, that's nothing to, 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 to throw a party about. Uh, that's no consolation in your life. Uh, God wants to help somebody today. Uh, you don't have to operate in your own authority. You don't have to claw and scratch your way anymore. All you have to do is surrender to his word. We cannot get God's fullness if we don't pay the full price. God doesn't have his power and his delivering power and his miracle working power on clearance. He doesn't do that. He doesn't put it in the $2.99 bin at Walmart. That's not the way it works. If you want God's fullness in your life, you've got to submit to his full authority in your life. And once you begin to do that, once you surrender that piece of you that you've not been given to God because you're afraid, once you surrender that piece of you, you'll understand, my God, why, why didn't I do this so much sooner? Why was I hanging on to this little piece of my life? Why didn't I just surrender this to God? You'll understand what true breakthrough is in your life when you submit yourself to the supreme authority of the word of God. If you want your life to turn around today, amen, all you have to do is say, Lord, your word's enough for me. I surrender. You can never, ever outgrow authority in your life. I don't care how old you are. You can never outgrow authority. You've never reached a place where you don't have to follow somebody. Amen. A lot of times God is testing our obedience through the man of God in our lives, through the pastor in our lives. If you're not willing to submit to a pastor in your life, it just proves that you're not spiritually in alignment with God's word. Because he has given some pastors, teachers, apostles, prophets, evangelists, he's given them for the perfecting of the saints. If you want to come to completion, if you, my God, if you want complete victory in your life, you've got to submit to the authority that God has placed, his government that he set up in your life. And one of the number one ways that he tests us, are you truly ready to submit to my authority? He's going to test you against your pastor and say, well, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know why he's preaching that. I don't know why he says that. I don't, I don't know if I can do that. I'm telling you right now, if you want a breakthrough in your life, you will submit to the authority that God has placed over you. You won't argue. You won't disrespect. You won't dishonor. Look, I'm not, I, I, I don't have anything to gain here, okay? I, I'm, I'm giving you the word of God. I didn't write the word of God. I'm trying to help you in your walk with God. If you want a breakthrough in your life, you're going to have to submit to God's authority in your life. And only, my God, you're not going to give anything up. When you, when you give it to God, you're gaining. You're not giving anything up. You're not backing up. Come on, you're breaking through in the name of Jesus. I'm here to tell somebody, all you got to do is say, God, I surrender. I just surrender to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Can we lift up our hands right now? I wonder if we, could, if we could say that to the Lord. I surrender to you right now. Oh, God, every fear, every doubt in my mind. Oh, God, the way I've been doing things. The way, I'm not satisfied, God, but there's a, there's a hole in me, Jesus. There's a, there's a gap. There's an emptiness that nothing else can fill. Lord, I'm willing to submit to your word today. I'm ready to receive your word with readiness of mind and gladness of heart. I'm ready, Lord Jesus, to operate under your authority. You can never trust somebody without a head. You should never trust somebody without a head. Walking around without a head, that would be foolish. Without authority in my life, I'm not safe. Nor am I effective. Without authority in my life, I'm zapped of strength and even purpose without a covering in my life. If I don't allow myself to be connected to the church body 
and corrected when I need it, then I will fail. Because no man is an island unto himself. And God chooses to chastise those who he loves because he knows it's good for your growth. It's good for your health. I'm only as safe as the authority I'm operating under. And this man came to Jesus and he understood that your word is enough. I submit to it. And that's all it takes. Jesus said, I'll come heal him. But this man said, no, 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 no. Power doesn't come from who I'm over. Power comes from who I'm under. And how many times we wanted Jesus to walk with us? Just walk with me, Lord. I want to walk with you hand in hand. And there are a lot of Pentecostals today that say, yeah, come to my house. Uh, but you know what happens when this man said, no, 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 your word will do. This man is saying, send your word before me. God, if your word goes before me, you know what that means? That means I'm following it. I, I, I don't need to be in control of this situation. I don't need to control you and tell you where to come and here's my house and here's the servant's room and yep, yep, come on, come on in and lay your hands on him and I want to see a miracle performed and, and he'll get up out of his bed. I don't need to see all that. I don't need a circus. I don't need drama. Are you, are you to that, at that point in your life where you say, God, I don't need all, I don't need to see it with my eyes because I understand your word is enough. <laughs> Enough is enough, God. Your word is enough. If I discipline my ears to follow your word, if I discipline my ears to hear your word, I will see it. I will see it. Oh, God, I'm not asking you to give me signs and wonders and miracles and, and satisfy the lusts of my flesh. No, no. I understand, God. I'm just submitted to your word. He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church right now. The problem with Pentecostals sometimes is that we know too much. The problem is that we know too much that we've not submitted to. Maybe somebody, maybe a child can just surrender in faith because there's not a lot of stuff that they have to get rid of. We think we got to get good to get God. And that's our problem. We got so much baggage, baggage we're bringing to the table and God said, look, you got to throw all that junk away. You, you, got, you got to declutter, declutter so I can... Begin to operate in your life. Maybe children, they're so receptive and so easy because they don't have anything that they're fighting God about. You said it. I believe it. Maybe somebody who comes in off the street just believes it because they're so easy. They say, well, if that's God's word, I submit to it. Boom. And they get the Holy Ghost and there's a breakthrough in their life. But the problem sometimes with Pentecostals is we know too much. Oh, yeah, God, I submit to your word. Sure. Yeah, I submit to your word. And God's looking at our lives and say, really? Are you submitted to your pastor? Are you connected to that church? Are you part of the body? Or are you on, on an island by yourself? Really? You say you're submitted to my word. Have you forgiven your brother like I told you to do? Or do you keep praying to me and ask me to fix a situation that I told you to handle? If there's fault between you and your brother, you go to your brother. But God, but God, and every time we hit our knees in prayer, we're asking God to take care of something that he told us to take care of. Maybe the problem with us is that we know a little bit too much of his word that we're not submitted to in our lives. Oh, God. Oh. I'm telling you right now, I want the breakthrough. I want to go to another level in Jesus Christ. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get there. And Jesus is looking for hungry hearts to say, you know what? I know you're surrendered today. I know you're submitted today. You've lifted up your hands and you fully surrendered to me. Why do we lift up our hands in worship? Why do we do that? 
That's saying, God, I surrender. I'm giving it all to you, Jesus. I'm not holding on. I'm not clutching on to anything. I'm completely surrendering. Why do we open up our mouth? Why do we talk to God? Why are we not silent in our prayers? Why don't we, why don't we just uh, whisper or, or keep our mouth shut when we're praying? No, no, because no. God wants to hear the hungry cries from your heart. Are you really submitted to my word? Is my word enough in your life? Do you really want a breakthrough in your life? Oh, God. Hallelujah. Lord, you have the ultimate authority. I believe I'm talking to somebody right now that's getting, that's understanding what God is saying right now. Lord, you have ultimate authority in my life. The buck stops here. I've had enough. God is saying, are you obeying, child of God, what you know to do? Are you still bitter? Are you still unforgiving? Are you still a fault finder? Are you still at odds with your brother? Why does that matter? Because you cannot say you believe God if you don't take him at his word. All of it. All of it. And we demonstrate our faith when we do something about it. Not when we clap our hands just because the preacher is trying to get you riled up or because you think you're, you'll get in trouble if you don't. But I, I'm not talking about going through motions today, but I'm talking about a demonstration of our faith today. Showing God that enough is enough. We demonstrate our faith when we say, God, your word is enough. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands right now. Come on. There's an operation of the Spirit of God in this place. Somebody's going to surrender your life to God. Somebody's going to repent of your sins today. Somebody's going to be forgiven. You're going to experience the forgiving power of God. You're going to be set free from sin and shame. You're going to be set free from the bondage in your life. Somebody is going to get a hold of God today. Oh, God. I submit to your word. Samson had the most success in defeating his enemy when his eyes were plucked out of his head, when he couldn't see a thing. He had the most success he ever had in his life when he decided, you know what? <laughs> your word is enough for me, God. I'm going back to the basics. And I say, I say this, if I trusted my preaching enough, I would have everybody close your eyes until the end of this service because our problem is uh, we have these eyes and we're looking around at somebody else. Yeah, they need, to, they, they need this today. <laughs> and God's saying, no, 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 no. You need this today. I need this today. Every one of us need this today. Are we submitted uh, to the authority of God in our life? We've got a responsibility to respond to the word. I stand submitted to your word today, God. Oh, glory to God. You've come to the right place today. Jesus is the one with the authority. And if you're sick, if you're broke, all he's got to do is say the word. This man said, I'm a man who takes orders, so I understand. You know what he's saying? I understand that your word has the power to move me into action. He begins to explain to Jesus, look, I'm a man under authority. I have servants. I tell them what to do. They do it. I'm put, he's explaining to Jesus, I'm putting myself under your authority right now. Whatever it is, whatever you require, I'm willing and ready. I stand ready to obey your word. I don't care what it is. He didn't know the words of Jesus. You know, we make, we make concessions. We go, well, God, if you say this, then I'll do it. Or if you do that, God, all right, yeah. And, you know, and that makes us God. See, we're in the driver's seat when we, we play that game. Say, God, if you do this and I'll do that. No, no, no. That, that, God don't play that way. He's God and I'm his servant. And so no matter what your word is, God, I'm proving to you that your word 
is going to move me into action. It's going to move me. Oh, God. But even more than that, this man is saying, your word has power over every element, over everything. <laughs> I, I don't know if your word's going to move me or it's going to move my situation, but I do know that when you speak, your word has the power to transform immediately. Oh. He said, I know who you are. You're bigger and badder than these people are giving you credit for. But you speak to the winds and waves and say, peace be still. You speak to sickness and it has to flee. Come on, you speak to demonic oppression and it has to go. I know who you are. Your word controls the elements. I understand. All you have to do is say the word. Come on, somebody, you willing for God to say the word in your life? Are you willing to obey it? No questions asked. This man understood. You don't even have to just say it because I understand something more important. They're not just words that are coming out of your mouth. You're not like a human where you get in an elevator and you feel awkward, so you start humming or you start just asking awkward questions. This man said, you're not like humans that feel like you just got to talk because you're so awkward. Some of us need to learn how to be quiet because we talk too much. Because we feel awkward. God don't feel awkward. When God speaks, something is transforming. Oh, God. This man said, it doesn't matter what your word is. I don't care. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you go tell me to sit in the corner and suck my thumb. Your word is enough for me. And there's power in your word. My God. Are, are you willing to submit to his word when it feels like you're in timeout? You willing to submit to his word when it feels like God's not moving and your earth is shaking and everything's sh shaking loose? And where are you, God? You, you still willing to submit to his word? Or are you going to pick up your bags and pack up and go home? Come on, somebody. Here's a man that says, I don't care what your word is. Because you're not just saying words. You're the express image of your word. There are two words for that word, word, in the Greek, as you well know, I'm sure. And one of them is a rhema word. Rhema means that contextual word that we want that, uh, for our specific situation. See, all of us like those words. We like when the pastor comes and lays his hand on our head and speaks a word over us and tells us what we need to do. We like that word. You know why usually we like that word? Because we didn't have to fight for it. We didn't have to dig anything out. We're just, we're just, we're just going to do something that somebody tells us to do. And so, Pastor, I know you got a relationship with God. I need a rhema word from God. See, I'm not willing to submit to this, you know, pick this up, read it. I don't know. I'll miss a few days of this and maybe I'll catch a chapter here and there. But I'm really not excited about opening this word. But man, I, I really want a word, God. I need a word. And God said, I give you 66 books with all kinds of words in there. But you're looking for a rhema word, a word for right now. What do I do? Do I take this job? Do I sell my house? Do I move here? Do I go there? God, give me a rhema word. And, and we say, Lord, if you just give me that word, if you tell me, Lord, to sell everything I've got and move to Africa, I'll do it. Start a church, be a missionary, I'll do that. And I don't question the sincerity of our prayers. I prayed those prayers before, and I mean them. And I don't question our sincerity when we pray them. I believe that. But you know what we do? We're just kicking the can down the road. It's just another way to come out from underneath what God's telling us to do right now. We pray big, pray big bold. 
extravagant prayers. Because the likelihood of God telling us to sell everything, move to Africa and become a missionary is very slim. But the likelihood of saying, you know what, I've got something for you to do today. Open this book and obey it. That's every day. And so as a way to kind of kick the can down the road, you know, there's a lot of people in this world that talk about revelation. They, they talk about where's the U.S. government fit and who's the Antichrist and, and where's Russia and who's Ukraine. And, and, and everybody loves to talk about revelation. And I'm not against that. And we should know the signs of the times and we should talk about revelation. But it's just another way to say what's going to happen tomorrow. So I don't have to move a muscle today. And God said, you know, I hear you say you're submitted to my word, but you ain't, you ain't ready yet. Uh, enough is not enough for you yet. I, I, I'm looking for somebody who said, you know what, enough is enough, God. I don't care what your word is. It's enough. This man said, you don't just have to speak it. I know you're the express image of it. He wasn't saying, give me a rhema word. That word translated was logos. When he said, speak the word only, he said, speak the logos. You know what that said? You know what he means? Speak the word you spoke from the very beginning. That word's enough for me. That word will do. Speak the word you very first spoke when you said, let there be. <laughs> hey, that's enough for me. I, I know that word. I, that word brings power. That word has all authority. I don't need a rhema word, a specific word for my context uh, when this word will do. You know what he's saying? Who needs a rhema word when the logos word will do? I'm submitted to your word totally, completely holy. If your word tells me, Lord, I need to repent of my sins, I'm going to repent of my sins. If your word tells me to go down in the name of Jesus Christ in baptism and have the name of Jesus called over me for the forgiveness and the remission of my sins, that's what I'm going to do. If the word tells me I need to be born again to enter into heaven, to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, evidence with speaking in tongues, that's what I'm going to do. And whatever your word tells me, God, I'm going to do that. Can you lift up your hands. Can you say, Lord, I want to be a believer. I want to be a believer, Lord Jesus, not just with my lips, but with my heart, God, proving it with my actions. I'm taking a step of faith today. I'm not going to let anything stop me. I'm not going to let anything hinder me. I'm moving towards you, God. I'm saying your word is enough. Say your word, God. Send it before me. I'm, I'm chasing after it, Lord. There's a hunger in this house. Come on, God's been dealing with you over and over and over again. He's been dealing with you and his mercy is here today. I wonder if you completely surrender today. I wonder if you've had enough. I wonder if you'd say, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going to do what God has told me to do. I rebuke every lie. I rebuke every demonic force right now. Satan, you're already bound up. But God, you, you can have your way in my life today. Come on, can you, can you allow God to have his way? Come on, the spirit of God is beginning to move. He's beginning to operate. He's beginning to deal with people's hearts right now. Come on, lift up your hands and surrender to him right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Oh, I, don't need, I don't need your presence, God. I don't need theatrics. I don't need drama. I just need your word. Because inside of your word is absolutely everything that I need. Time to us for, for us to understand when we can't feel God and we can't hear God. We don't need to get upset or discouraged or feel like giving up. The reason why his word is enough is because he is the word. I said he's the word. I said, John 1, 1 said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. But it was more than that. It was God. 
And we can clap our hands and rejoice about that all day long. But let me tell you something. In your life, personally, that's not enough. That God is the word. That's not enough. <laughs> you know what? Your situation's still the same. You're still sick. You still got a family member in need. You're still confused. You're still depressed. You're still broken. You're still bound up by sin and addiction. The fact that God is the word is not enough for your life. It's not enough. Oh. Mm. I'm going to tell you, when the word became enough, John 1, 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. You see, God didn't just have a plan and give his plan. We all know people who have plans, so we never see any fruition of the plans. It wasn't enough for God to just have a plan, but he stepped into his plan when he became flesh and dwelt among us. And Jesus said, the servant's not greater than his master. And so if I had to step into the own, my own plan to enact the plan so that there could be salvation and forgiveness of sins, if I had to step into it, my servants have to do the same. You hear the word today, but hearing the word's not enough. You got to step into the word and submit to the word, whatever the word. I don't care what it costs me, God. I don't care because I'm not giving anything up. I'm gaining eternal life when I submit to your word right now. Hallelujah. His presence is in this house right now. You've been battling. You've been, you've been praying these very prayers. You've been asking God to answer your prayers. You've been asking for fundamental change in your life. You've been asking God. You've been warring and feeling like you're getting nowhere. It feels like you've been in such a battle. I'm telling you right now, all you got to do is surrender. God's about to take over. He's about to have his way in somebody's life. I wonder if we could stand to our feet. I wonder if we could close our eyes and just focus right now on the Word of God in my personal life. Don't worry about what your spouse is doing. Don't worry about what your neighbor's doing. Don't worry about what your kids are doing or not doing. I'm asking you. I'm, not, I'm, I'm asking you to, you know what? I'm asking you to pray for yourself right now. I'm not, I'm not even asking you to take the hand of your neighbor. I want everybody to focus right now on you and what is God saying to you. Because when you respond to His Word, when you have faith and you said enough is enough, it's not going to matter what anybody else does or doesn't do. It's not going to matter how anybody else responds or doesn't respond today. When you're ready to submit to the Word of God, amen, it's going to happen in your life today. Somebody's going to receive the Holy Ghost today. Somebody's going to receive forgiveness of sins today. Somebody's going to be set free from drugs and alcohol today. Somebody's going to be delivered and your life is going to change forever. And it's going to happen today. You're going to be delivered today. Do you want that? Would you lift up your hands? Come on, lift them high to heaven. If God is, if God is talking to you right now, Come on, with every eye closed, nobody looking around. It's, it doesn't matter who's, who's responding or who's not. I'm asking you, if God is dealing with you right now, we have this front area open. It's called the altar area where we come and we confess and we give our lives to God. I'm inviting you to step out of your chair and come up to this front and make your way and say, Lord, I surrender to you right now. 
Oh, God. I'm ready to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Enough is enough for me. I'm ready to surrender that one thing I've been holding on to. I'm not going to be fearful. I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to be scared, God. I realize I'm in your presence and only good can happen in your presence. Nothing evil, nothing bad can happen in your presence. Your word is enough for me because you are the living word. He said, I am the bread from heaven. I'm come down. Come on. He that, he that, he that is going to eat of me. Come on. If you're going to drink of me, if you're going to eat of me, you're going to be satisfied. You're going to be filled up. Come on. Your word is the absolute authority in my life, Jesus. I'm ready to eat and drink. I'm ready today, Lord, to take a, to take a feast on you and your word today. Your word goes before me. I'm following your word right now. I'm submitted to it, Jesus. Come on, somebody. There's more. I'm asking you to pray. I'm asking you to pray and push through that place of comfortability where you, where you just, you know, you, you, you give up in prayer. No, no, no. Push through that place. Push through that place of giving up. And make up your mind. I'm, 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 I'm going to be changed today. Make up your mind. I'm going to be submitted to the authority of God. It's going to happen in my life today. Whew. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. Don't stop praying. Say, God, I submit to your word. Jesus, I repent of my sins. I'm sorry, God, for everything I've done to hurt you and to hurt other people uh, and to hurt myself. Forgive me, Jesus. Oh, God, I'm sorry for hanging on to that grudge and that bitterness, Lord. Somebody hurt me and I've not forgiven them. Oh, God, I extend grace and mercy to them right now. Oh, Jesus, as I want you to forgive me, I forgive those who have hurt me. Oh, God, forgive me of my sin. God, I'm turning towards you. I'm laying this down, God. I'm surrendering my heart to you. I'm walking a new direction, a new path. I'm walking out of here different than the way that I walked in. I've made up my mind, Lord. I'm responding to your word. I'm going to obey your word completely. I repent of my sins. I want my sins to be removed. I want my sins to be washed away in the waters of baptism. I want to go down in the name of Jesus Christ, as the word says, and have my sins washed away. I want to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ because your word says it's for me. There's no negotiation. There's no argument for me, God. I surrender. Oh, I submit myself to the authority. Oh, God, in my life right now. Come on. Hallelujah. There's more. There's more response now. Now, after you prayed for yourself, if you feel a tug on your heart to ask a friend to come to the altar with you and you want to pray with, with your friend now, that's it. Go ahead and move toward that. Go ahead and respond in that way. Hallelujah. It's time now oh, that there's a breakthrough in your life. It's time now. You can pray with somebody now. Pray them through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I surrender, Lord. I surrender, God. Oh, hallelujah. I made up my mind, Lord. I made up my mind today, Jesus. Fill me with you. Fill me with your presence. Fill me up with the word. That's it, church. Can you begin to pray with me? I need some prayer warriors. I need some intercessors. Thank you, church. Thank you for helping me pray. Come on. Maybe you want to find a friend and help me to pray. Oh, God. Oh, God. Arms wide open. Oh, I'm pouring out myself to you, Lord, right now. Pouring out my life. Gracefully broken.
In awe of your name, your mighty love stands strong to the end. You fulfill your purpose in me. You won't forsake me. You 